you are already standing. Well, let's sit down and try that again. No, I'm kidding. Second uh, Peter chapter number, uh, chapter number two. Let's grab our Bibles, grab our Bibles. Second Peter chapter number two. How many of you have, have started on your homework? Started on your homework. All right. All right. How many of y'all are having, well, you haven't, I did get news. I did get news before I come over a while ago that we are going to have uh, some of the dictionaries in. They should be coming in the mail. Uh, we ordered some hardback versions and we found some softback versions that were a little cheaper. Uh, so we will have some of them, uh, but this might help us. This might help us. Brother Doyle, you've got extra lessons. All right. If you need a lesson, if you need a lesson, raise your hand. We was a little bit late getting over here. Uh, raise your hand. We'll make sure you get one of them real quickly while I'm jawing right here real quickly. Raise your hand real high so they can see you and they're going to run like the wind. We've got several right in the middle, Brother Doyle. And then, and then, uh, uh, uh. I tell you what, I tell you what, but anyway, anyway, if you could do this, I don't know, I don't know if this is good, uh, brother Jalen, uh, but maybe you can swing this by brother Dustin. If, if they want to go by, if they want to go by the, uh, uh, the bookstore and put their name down for one of the, uh, one of the dictionaries, we'll make sure and, and have them or whatever. If y'all want to do that, that way we'll, We'll make sure and have it because we didn't order that many because uh, I didn't want to get stuck with a bunch of them. So it's going to be kind of first come, first serve. But if you'll put your name down, we'll make sure we have enough and, uh, and order enough to get you one. So if that makes sense, say amen. All right. All right. Psalm 119 is your homework. This is not what we're covering tonight. But remember, Psalm 119, read as much as you can. Uh, uh, look up the words that you can. And, and find out, write down what God speaks to you. I've been reading it every morning. Every single morning, I've read the whole, the whole chapter every morning. And, and I've been writing down the words that stick out to me. And I'm telling you what, you cannot, you cannot uh, 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 underestimate what God's word will do for you. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Amen. All right. Second Peter, Second Peter chapter number two in verse number one. Are you there? Say amen. <clears throat> now we're going to get down to verse, probably verse number nine. Uh, uh, tonight, the first section of this chapter, and then next week we'll take the second section. Uh, but after we read the first nine verses, I'll let you sit down, and then we're going to go back to chapter 1 and read just a few verses there. Because remember when you're studying the Bible that the chapters and verses were placed there by the translators for easier readability and easier memorization and study, okay? So sometimes what you're reading in the second chapter, you need to be reading what's in the first chapter because it goes together. If that makes sense, say amen. Okay, so we'll do that here in just a minute, all right? Uh, uh, verse, the very first word tells us that we need to go back and read some of the first chapter to find out what he's putting here in the second, okay? Here it is, verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought, bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction." And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness 
Shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not? For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and he spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. And he delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, he vexed, and that word vexed means tortured, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Father, thank you, Lord, for, for everything. Thank you for your word. Thank you for people who are eager to learn and study and read. And, 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 and Lord, we came here for you to speak to us. And God, I pray, even in my poor effort, even in my feeble ability, I pray that you'll use your word to speak to us. Lord, whatever need is here, whatever, uh, Lord, we all come with different er areas of need and, and problems and issues that we, we have in our life. And, and Father, I pray right now that you'll use your word to speak to each and every one of us. I'm glad that you can take one chapter and speak to every need. I pray your will be done tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. If we go back, if we go back into chapter number one, uh, we will find out, well, let me, let me do this. Let me do this. Let's do like a kind of a, 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 a rehashing or rehearsing of what we covered last week about what the whole book of 2 Peter's 4 or the whole letter of 2 Peter's 4. We remember 1 Peter was dealing with the persecution that was coming from the outside. He was dealing with the attacks that were coming from the outside, the, 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 the fiery trials, which was to try the church and, and, and all the difficulty and all the problems and all all the issues that they were going through that, that Satan was going to try from the outside to stop them. So that was all first Peter. Second Peter is just the opposite. He said, you're going to, you're not just going to be attacked from the outside. You're going to be attacked from the inside. There's going to be issues on the inside. There's going to be false teachers on the inside. There's going to be problems on the inside. There's going to be counterfeit Christians on the inside that's trying to tear apart the work of God. So second Peter is all about dealing with the attack from the inside. If that makes sense, say amen. So that's where we're at. Now, in the first chapter, he began to share with them what a genuine Christian looks like, uh, some, some things, some characteristics, or some graces that's in the, in the, in the, uh, the genuine Christian uh, that we talked about, things that we need to add to or uh, uh, supply generously in our faith. And then in the second half of chapter number one, we find him reminding and really adamant about this and saying, look, you need to understand something. What we saw, we did not follow fables. We did not follow fairy tales. All right. In verse number, in verse number 16 of chapter one, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, why is he saying this? Because he's attacking and he's trying to supply them with the information they need against the false teachers. Because they were false teachers who were denying the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the main thing that we need to get tonight. Denying the Lord. We'll, we'll see that in chapter number two. Uh, uh, what made them who they were? They were denying the deity of the Lord. They were denying who Jesus said he was. Uh, and, and in this, he's saying, look... The 
this, this, this that we have shared with you, we, we, this is not a fable. This is not a story that we made up. This is not something that somebody else came into our life and shared and we shared with you. We were eyewitnesses of the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I was on the mountain when it happened. When, when God the Father, we heard his voice. I, I saw the deity and the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ coming out of him on the Mount of Transfiguration. He received glory from on high. Are y'all with me? Say amen. He says this in verse, excuse me, verse 16 and 17. He said, we were eyewitnesses of this. But then he says, we have a more sure word of prophecy. He said, not only, not only did we experience in real life, we were there when it happened. We have something even better. We have something even more sure. And that is the very word of God. And he begins to tell them about the old men who spoke and were moved. God breathed on these men, and they moved and wrote as God spoke to them, and they wrote the word of God. And we have the, amen, we have the inspired word of God in our hand, the anointed word of God in our hand. And now this is what he says, even with those godly, holy men of God from old, they also, but, verse 1 of chapter 2, but... There was also false prophets. Even with all the good ones, even with all the holy ones, even with all the righteous ones, even with the ones that God moved upon and God spoke through, even the good ones, he said, let me tell you, there was also some false ones. There was also some counterfeits, if you will. So that's what we're going to talk about. The whole letter is dealing with the counterfeit false teachers. Counterfeit. The word I put the definition, an imitation that is passed off as genuine, fake to copy. Uh, how many of y'all, how many of y'all uh, have ever seen the show uh, uh, Pawn Stars where, where they come into a pawn shop and, and they sell or they try to get, and, and, and people come in with some stuff that they think is, is, is not very valuable and it ends up being real valuable or some, and, and the funny part to me is when people come in and think it's a, a real deal and think it's really valuable and they find out it's nothing but a counterfeit. And man, they get angry and they get frustrated and they don't realize that, look, what they had in their hand wasn't the real thing. And see, this is what Peter's dealing with. And Peter's talking about, he said, listen, and, and, and this should not surprise us. This should not surprise us. There should, it should not surprise us that there could be people sitting in the congregation with you who are counterfeits. That should not surprise us. Why? Because Satan is a counterfeit. Look what we have. I gave you a few verses to begin with. Satan is a great imitator. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen 13 says this, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, he said, we shouldn't be surprised. For Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness whose end shall be according to their works. What does that mean? He's trying to tell us that the devil's people are not going to come with a sickle and a hoodie and they're not going to come with skull and crossbones. They're not going to come with, a, with a, 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 an outfit that makes them look like they're cultish. They're going to come with a suit carrying the Bible. An angel of light. The devil is very deceptive. That's how he operates. We, have, we see that the devil, he's a great imitator. He also, 
Satan has false Christians, Matthew 13, Matthew 13, 38. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil, and the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Matthew 7, 21. This is a really, this is a, this is a, a really interesting, actually to me, it's, 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 it's really scary. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. In other words, it's not what you say. It's not what you profess. It's not about professing. It's about possessing. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, that's preaching, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done wonderful works, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye, work, or ye that work iniquity. These are, not, these are not hoodlums causing riot on the streets. Are y'all with me? And this is, what, this is why Peter is saying this is so dangerous. They look like us. They talk like us. They have a vocabulary like us, but their dictionary is different. He says he's a great imitator. He's a great deceiver. He has false Christians. Satan also has a false gospel. Galatians 1.6 says, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ and to another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. What Paul is addressing here to the Galatian church is the gospel of grace. There were people that were coming in that was trying to teach that you have to believe in God plus do works. And if it's works, it's not grace. If it's grace, it's not works. Are y'all with me? So Satan has his own gospel. His own gospel is the gospel of works. Do you realize every religion in the world can be tied back to Adam or, or Cain and Abel? Works and faith. It's either grace or it's works. If it's works, it's not grace. If it's grace, it's not works. Satan wants you to think you can earn it. And people are trying all over the world, but it's not by works. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen? He has a false gospel. He even has a false righteousness. Romans 10. Romans 10. He, Paul, Paul says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. They being ignorant of God's righteousness, watch this, they go about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. There are people all over the world who have made up their own religion, if you will, and they've created their own righteousness which has nothing to do with God's righteousness. And that's all from Satan. Then we see, then we see soon Satan will present to us a false Christ. The Antichrist, we, we read, and I would encourage you to go read the whole chapter of uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. He's got a false Christ. He wants to be God. He wants to be God. Now, he's going to offer a false Christ, which we know is the Antichrist, the son of perdition, uh, whom the Lord will destroy with the brightness of his coming. Say amen right there. 
All right, now, here's the point. Going into this, we, we are looking at all these things. We have to be careful. Peter said this, make your calling and election sure. Be careful. There's false teachers everywhere. There's false teachers on the TV. There's false teachers on the radio. There's false teachers on every corner. Be careful because they're not going to come as a false teacher. They're not going to come as some, some worldwide dictator. They're going to come as an angel of light. Very deceptive. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, let's look into this. Number one, number one, beware of counterfeits. He, let's, let's talk about the false teachers described. First, the false teachers described. And, and by the way, uh, I would encourage you as homework, go read the, 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 the book of Jude. The book of Jude is a few pages further, closer to Revelation, past uh, where you're at right now. It's just one chapter. It's just one chapter. But it's almost, it's almost identical to 2 Peter chapter number 2. Almost identical. They're referring to the same people. They're referring to the same uh, uh, false teachers. And they are describing them almost in the same way. And let me tell you something. When you read Jude and you read 2 Peter chapter number 2 and find out how they describe these false teachers, they don't like them at all. I'm talking about not one out. Peter goes on to say, he, he said, they're like brute beasts who are just made to go out and destroy. In other words, just take them out and shoot them. I'm like, whoa. You say, why, why are you saying all that? This is how serious he took false teachers. All right, let's look. Uh, by the way, uh, that's verse 12, if y'all don't believe me, because some of y'all look at it like, y'all don't believe what I just said. Amen. Verse 12, chapter 2. Amen. Let's, let's go back to verse 1. Verse 1. Y'all ready? Say amen. amen. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them. That's the key right there. Denying the Lord. Denying the Lord that bought them. And bring upon themselves swift destruction. A, if you're writing this down, he is describing these false teachers, and the first word that we'll use here is deception. Deception. They are described and illustrated by deception. Deception, trickery, lying, uh, uh, forgery, fake, if you will. Deception. He said, they shall bring in damnable heresies. Damnable means destructive. Heresies means fundamental error. They are bringing in errors. They are bringing in lies. All right? He says this, and they do it privately. And that's so key. We see two ways two ways that they are deceptive. Number one, in their message. In their message, they're deceptive in their message. Then, in their method. In their method. What do you mean? Instead of openly declaring what they believe, they came into the church under false colors and gave the impression that they were true to the Christian faith. They do not throw out the truth immediately. They simply lay their false teachings alongside the truth, and they give the impression that they believe the fundamentals of the faith. Before long, they remove the true doctrine and leave their false doctrine in place. In 2 Peter 2, 3, Peter pointed out that the false teachers use feigned words. Feigned words means invented or represented falsely. They use these words. How many of y'all know that you can, you can twist words to mean anything you want it to mean? 
And you can, you can cut and paste and rip and put together and do all, and, and say whatever you want to say. And this is the way they were doing that. Feigned words, made up words, invented words. Uh, the false teachers use our vocabulary, but they don't use our dictionary. They talk about salvation, inspiration, and the great words of the Christian faith, but they do not mean what we mean. Immature and untaught believers hear these preachers or read their books and think that these men are sound in the faith, but they are not. Satan is a liar and his ministers are liars. They use the Bible not to enlighten, but to deceive. They follow the same pattern Satan followed when he deceived Eve. Now, how did he do this? How did, how did Satan get the, the, first, uh, 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 the first woman to fall into sin, to be deceived, to be tricked? Watch how he does it. He's very, very smooth. He comes to Eve. And by the way, uh, she was the weaker vessel. So he knows who to attack and where to attack. And ladies and gentlemen, men, men, women, all of us together, Christians, don't think that the devil don't know your weakness. He is very good at what he does. Very good at what he does. Now, here's how he operates. First, first, he questioned God's word. He says, yea, hath God said. He didn't come out blatantly and said, hey, listen, that one y'all been listening to, uh, uh, that, that powerful being that y'all been walking with and fellowshipping with, that one that's giving you this, this one rule about not, not eating this fruit, uh, he, he's crazy. I don't even know why you listen. He didn't do that. He said, uh, uh, did, did God say so-and-so? Now, what was he doing? He didn't, he didn't deny it. He tried to plant a seed of doubt. Just a seed, just a little word, just a little comment, just a, just a little, uh, uh, just an, just, are you sure? Yea, hath God said. And see, what happens is the, the most important thing that you have is your faith. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. Are y'all with me? And, and when we go to questioning God's word, when we go to questioning God's word, the next thing he does, the next thing he does, first he questioned God's word, then he denied God's word. He said, he said, ye shall not surely die. What did God tell him? The day that ye eat this fruit, ye shall surely die. He said, ye shall not surely die. Ye shall not surely die. Now, we know that God was not talking about a physical death because, because Adam and Eve lived on past that. He was not talking about a soul death because your soul cannot die. God breathed in the man the breath of life, and he became a living soul, and he's never dying. He was talking about his spirit. His spirit died. That part that communicated with God. Listen, you shall not surely die. He denies. First, he just tries to plant doubt. Then he completely denies it. Now here's the next step. Then he substitutes his own lie. He says this, you shall be as gods. That's why he don't want you to mess with that fruit. He knows, that, he knows that when you eat of this fruit, you shall be as gods. And see, that's how, that's how he works. He moves in, and he does it subtly. He does it in such a way that you never see it coming. You, 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 you're, you're, you're so engrossed, and they say enough of the truth that it makes them seem like they're all about truth. Now, here, here is the main reason that you need to know your Bible. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, watch. Deception. In their message and in their method. 
I, that privately, that, that, that just sneaking in. I, I don't like sneaky people. I, I just, I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. When they come up to you and act like they're your friend and act like they just, they're just really curious, but they're really wanting to, 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 to uh-huh. I, I, I just don't have time for folks like that. And that's the way they work. You ever heard of the phrase wolf in sheep's clothing? Coming in, and they have great swelling words. They sound very spiritual. And boy, I tell you what, when, when somebody comes in and they start attracting a following, you better be careful. And most of the time, the following is going to be immature baby Christians. I could tell you, uh, anyway, anyway, snake in the grass. Let's just leave right there. Amen? Uh, deception. They're, they're, they're marked by deception. Then B. Then B. They deceive. They deceive so that they can do this. B, with they're marked by denial. Denial. Look what it says in verse, uh, verse number one. Who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, fundamental errors, even denying the Lord that bought them. False teachers are better known for what they deny than what they affirm. They deny the inspiration of the Bible, the sinfulness of man, the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ on the cross, salvation by faith alone, and even the reality of eternal judgment. They especially, here's the key, they especially deny the deity of Jesus Christ. You know what? If you say that Jesus is a teacher, they have no problems with that. If you, say that, if you say that he was a great prophet, they have no problems with that. But when you go to say that Jesus is God, now we got problems. They want to take the deity away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you all with me? Say amen. Listen, they've got to destroy that. They know that if they can do away with his deity, they can destroy the entire body of Christian truth. Christianity is Christ. And if he is not what he claims to be, there is no Christian faith. Now, here's, here's the thing. It might, underline this sentence. Underline this sentence right here. It must be made clear that these false teachers are unsaved. They're not, they're not deceived. They're not unlearned. They're unsaved. They are not spiritual. Uh, Peter compares them to dogs and pigs, and we'll get that next week. Uh, that's an interesting study, too. Uh, uh, not to sheep. Uh, saved people are always compared to sheep and described as sheep. Jude describes these same people in Jude 19. He clearly states, having not the Spirit. They have denied the Lord Jesus Christ. If a person does not have the Spirit of God within, he is not a child of God. He may pretend to be saved and even become a member or an officer in a fundamental church, but eventually he will deny the Lord. Even good and godly Christians may disagree on fine points of doctrine, but they all agree on the person and work of Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God, God the Son. He's the only Savior. To deny this is to condemn your own soul. Here, here's, here's my point. Uh, there's going to be there's going to be folks that we disagree with. It is what it is. Uh, I've got I've got good friends of mine. I mean, really close friends of mine that we disagree on on some subjects of the Bible. 
We disagree on somebody on, on eternal security, uh, uh, on, on, on a couple different things, and uh, we're still friends. We're still friends. You say, well, well how, can y'all, how can y'all be friends and disagree? Uh, because we agree on Jesus. And I don't, care, I don't care where you are, you're never going to go anywhere where everybody's going to agree 100% on 100% of things. It's just, but there's one thing that we've got to, we've got to agree on. There's one thing that we've got to stick with, and this is where they messed up, and they denied the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and, and here, is a, here is a blatant, just a blatant situation. They didn't do it at first. They didn't do it at first. They came in under the guise that they were believers like everybody else. And all the time, they were not. But then, when it was all said and done, they completely denied that the Lord was the only way to glory. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Denial, deception, denial. Then see, then see, sensuality. And then we start seeing, then we start seeing what they're really up to and, and what, what they're really about. The Bible says that in verse number, uh, verse number uh, two, it says, and many shall follow their pernicious ways. And, and, and what are those pernicious ways? Pernicious means destructive, damning, destructive. Uh, what, what ways are we talking about? If we look, if we look in verse 14, just skip right over it, look in verse 14, it says they have eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, a heart that have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children. If you go and read uh, Jude and put these together, you'll find out that they, there was a lot of immorality that was involved in this. They were, they were trying to follow their own lusts and their own physical desires. And, and now we'll see why. Uh, Jude spoke of this same group, and he accused the false teachers of turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Now, what does that mean? It means this. God's grace means you can come to him for, for forgiveness free of charge. We live by grace. We're saved by grace. Are y'all with me? It's simply by the grace of God that we are in glory. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to pay for it. We don't have to earn it. It's by the grace of God. But a, a lot of people want to take that grace. They want to take that grace and use that as a license to sin. And Paul said in other, in other books, God forbid. And what they are doing, they want to trade and use grace as a way or a means to do whatever they want to do, live any way they want to live, and, and do according to their own fleshly lust. All right, let's look at this. He said, you've turned grace into lasciviousness. Now we understand why they deny the truths of the Christian faith. They want to satisfy their own lust and do it under the guise of religion. The false prophets in Jeremiah's day were guilty of the same sins. These false teachers are very successful in their ministry. They have, they have crowds. They have people coming like crazy. And where do you see that? Verse number two. And many, and many shall follow their pernicious ways. They have great crowds. They're very successful in their ministry. They have glowing statistics to report, and crowds gather to hear them. Now, underline, this, underline these two statements with me. But statistics are not proof of authenticity. Underline that. How many of you got in a building doesn't prove you're godly? Why? The broad way leads to destruction. The broad way that leads to destruction is crowded. Are y'all with me? Many's going to follow. 
I mean, you can, you can look, you can look and, and turn on your TV and you can see these vast crowds. And, and why do they follow this particular leader? Why do they follow this particular teacher? Because he doesn't deal with repentance. Because he never talks about sin. He never, he never deals with the subjects that, that are pertinent. Uh, when you leave, you feel good. And what, 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 is, what is this teaching us? What is this teaching us? They're going to follow. There's going to be many because I can do what I want to do and be okay. I can live any way I want to live, and I feel good about it. When I leave church, when I leave church, I feel better. You know what? If, 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 I, if I go to the doctor and I have heart disease, and he tells me, hey, man, you're, you're great. You're great. You're wonderful. You can sign up for that marathon. <laughs> and that makes me feel good. Man, that's great. That's wonderful. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. But guess what? It's destructive and damning because it's not great. I'm not in good shape. But see, even like the false prophets, and you can, you can study them in the Old Testament. There were false prophets that were telling, hey, there's going to be peace, peace, when Jesus said there was no peace. But they would rather hear that because it makes them feel better. Many shall follow them. Listen, we could, we could, we could have filled this building a long time ago if we just told people what they wanted to hear. If we never talked about repentance, if we never talked about sin, if we never talked about hell, if we never talked about judgment, if we never talked about the wrath of God, if we never talked about the expectations that God has of holiness and purity and righteousness, uh, yeah, we could have, we could have, yeah, people, people want to hear that. But that's, that's, that is, that's not even loving. Are y'all with me? But that's why these false teachers were so successful. Say, so where do you, listen, Paul told Timothy the same thing. He said, son, let me tell you something. Perilous times shall come. And what made the times perilous? He said, teachers shall heap, they, they shall heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn their ears away from sound doctrine. They, won't want to, they don't want to hear the truth. Just tell me. That's what itching ears. Y'all ever seen the dog? You scratch your dog. And just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all with me? Some of y'all finally got y'all woke up tonight. Amen? That dog just says, keep on scratching right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? There, there are ministers every week that are just scratching ears. Just tell me again what I want to hear. I'll keep coming. I'll keep giving. I'll, I'll make sure you're like, just make me feel better about where I am. False teachers. Listen, <clears throat> many will claim to be true servants of Christ, but will be rejected on the last day. Now, what happens? What happens to these false teachers' followers? For one thing, they bring disgrace to the name of Christ. 
The Christian faith gets a bad name because of their filthy lives. They profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable, disobedient, under every good work reprobate. Few things hinder the cause of Christ, like the bad reputation of professing Christians who are members of Orthodox churches. Are y'all with me? I saw a video, a church made up a video of uh, uh, this, this woman at a red light, and she had, you know, the fish stickers all over the back, and I love Jesus, and all this kind of stuff, you know, all these stickers on the back of the car, and person wasn't moving fast enough. She was beeping the horn, cursing, and giving the California high sign, all this kind of stuff, and and so the policeman pulled her over and, 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 and put her under arrest for uh, 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 Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and said, what are you doing? This is my car. I said, no, ma'am, there's no way this is your car. There's, there's Jesus stickers on the back of that. Jesus does not talk like that right there. I wonder, I wonder how many people will refuse to go to church this Sunday because of the way they've seen some false Christians act. Let me read, their, let me read the way Titus, Paul told Titus. They profess that they know God, but in their works they deny him. In other words, their walk doesn't match their talk. And let me tell you something. Everybody in this place, you, you hear me when I say this. They're watching. They know when you go here. They know, and they're watching. Oh, they're just watching the leaders. No, no, no. No, no, no. They're watching everybody. I thought you went to church. And here's, here's what we say. Here's what we say. I've, I've heard this a lot. Well, I'm just, you know, nobody's perfect, and I'm just because I'm a Christian don't mean I'm perfect. Um, how's that going to fly when we get to heaven? And I'll tell you why it's not. Because in the next few verses, Peter is fixing to lay it out on what's going to happen to the ungodly. Watch what he says. Watch what he said. Well, let me, let, me, let, me finish, let me finish the description that we give in, in verse number two. Many, many shall follow their pernicious ways. In other words, they're going to have a great following. These are not going to be unpopular people. They're going to be real popular. By reason whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. I, 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 read, that, I read that a bunch of times. Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And then, and then I looked at it, and, 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 and this is what this, the, the second part of this verse too. By reason of whom the way of truth, in other words, the right way, people that are living right, churches that are preaching truth, watch what it says, shall be evil spoken of. You see, when, when you turn on the TV and you hear, you hear somebody saying, you can, you can be shacking up, everything's okay. God understands. You can live this way or that way. It's no problem. It just, just, just be happy. Just love God. You're more than a conqueror. And then, and then you get in your car and you go down the street to a local church that's preaching the truth. And the man gets up and declares what God's word says and said, Jesus said, repent 
Jesus said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. You know what? This person who just heard this false teacher, you know what he's going to say about this godly man? You hater. Look what it says. I'm just, I'm just reading my Bible. I'm just, I, I mean, I, I can tell you real world experience, but I'm just reading my Bible. Because of these false teachers, the right way, the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. When you teach about holiness, you'll be evil spoken of. When you walk the right way, you'll be evil spoken of. When you do right and live right and expect that and walk in this way and people come into your life and they're going to make fun. Well, who do you think you're goody two-shoes? You know why? Because somebody else has lied to them. False teachers. Amen? Look what it says. Verse number three. This, this, we're, we're fixing to find out what they're all about. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words, made-up words, plastic words, invented words, they shall make merchandise of you. Uh-oh. Now we know what it's all about. It's about greed. Greed. Money. Money. Look, false teachers are interested in one thing, making money. They make merchandise of you. They exploit ignorant people. Certainly the laborer is worthy of his hire, but his motives for ministry had better go beyond money. It has often been said that immorality, love of money, and pride have been the ruin of many people, and these false teachers that we're reading about in chapter 2 are guilty of all three. They use their plastic words as well as great swelling words in 2 Peter 2.18 to fascinate and influence their victims. They flatter sinners and tell them the kind of ego-building words that they want them to hear. They'll scratch the itching ears of people who reject the truth of the Bible and turn to fables. Religion can be a tremendous tool for exploiting weak people, and these false teachers use religion just to get what they can. They are not ministers. They're merchandisers. Let me tell you something. I, I had an aunt. I had an aunt just as, just as innocent as can be. I mean, just love God. Little gullible, ignorant of the word. Ignorant of the word. And I, and I say that respectfully. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that in a critical way as far as, as making fun of somebody. But this is, what, this is what happened. Because she was ignorant of truth, she would turn on the TV and there would be a televangelist on TV that would tell her just enough truth that made it sound good and because she didn't know the truth and know the word, she knew Jesus loved him. And this guy said he loved Jesus. And this guy needed some money. So guess what? My aunt, who was very poor, who loved Jesus, she believed what he said, and he exploited her. And that's happening all over America. And, and I, 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 I got to be careful because I, I want to get a little carnal and, and mad and, and talk like Peter did and call them brute beasts and take them out and shoot them. Amen. I, I just, hey, I can say it. Peter said it. Amen. I'm like, in one way, I want to say, people, wake up. 
Nowhere in the Bible does it tell you to give 12 seeds and God will multiply what you make this year by 12. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Listen, and they're making money hand over fist. Riding around in Bentleys and Rolls Royce and Learjets and all. While, while this poor, innocent, gullible, precious little lady is being duped and exploited. Now, two things about this. Judgment's coming. We're going to see that. But she don't need to be exploited. She needs to learn the word. Y'all with me? I'm not, I'm not placing this totally on the false teacher. You ever heard that phrase? You ever heard that phrase? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. I don't want you to be duped. That's why we're teaching and learning. Let's read our Bible. Let's learn this stuff because I want you to be able to, I want you to, be able to know a, 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 an, a, a, a false teacher, know a heresy when you see it. Amen? Number two, this in, 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 in the first part, in the first three verses, we see how he describes these false teachers. He described them by deception. He described them by denial. He described them by sensuality. He described them by greed. But then we see false teachers destroy. Peter saw no hope for these apostates. Their doom was sealed. Excuse me. Peter made it clear that these false teachers had forsaken the right way, which simply means they were going the wrong way. Their judgment was sure, and even though it had not yet come, the trial was over. But the sentence had not yet been executed. It would not linger a slumber, Peter affirmed. It would come in due time. In this section, Peter proved that judgment finally does come, no matter how secure the sinner might feel, and he used three examples to verify this truth. Let's look at these. Verse number four, we find the first example. He describes them in verse one through three. Now, in verse four, he describes what's coming. Verse four, he says this, if God spared not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and he spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Verse 6, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overflow, making them an ensample unto those after that should live uh, ungodly. Let's look at verse 4. First, we see the example of the fallen angels. Write that down. The example of the fallen angels. We wish we knew more about the creation of the angels and the fall of Lucifer and his host, but most of these details are shrouded in, in mystery. Now, we do have some ideas. Uh, many Bible students believe that Isaiah 14 uh, talks about the fall of Lucifer. Uh, Ezekiel 28 talks about uh, the description of him in his place of responsibility. Uh, uh, but it does appear that Lucifer was God's deputy. He was one of the named angels, three named angels in the Bible. Uh, Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer, the archangels, if you or the head angels. Uh, it says a third of the angels uh, 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 fell with Lucifer. Or, or, and, and so we could assume that Michael was responsible for a third, uh, Gabriel was responsible for a third, and possibly Lucifer was responsible for a third. But either way, he had an area of responsibility. He was the most beautiful angel, probably the most beautiful creation of God's creation, and was lifted up in pride. We do know that. 
Uh, and when this took place, according to Revelation chapter number 12, verse 4, this suggests that perhaps one-third of the angels fell with Lucifer, who became Satan, the adversary of God. Now, here's the, here's the main point we need to get. We can debate it. Well, I don't believe that uh, 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 he, he was this or he was that. And, and, and you, you don't have to get in debates and arguments. Matter of fact, don't argue and don't debate with anybody. Don't do that. Here's the main point of the whole deal. The main point is God judged sin and rebellion. It, the main point is not, uh, uh, the, excuse me, let me get back. It is not necessary to debate the hidden mysteries of this verse in order to get the main message. The main message is this, God judges rebellion. Say that with me. And will not spare those who reject his word. If God judged the angels, who in many respects are higher than men, then certainly he will judge rebellious men. Amen? Amen. Then verse number, verse number 5. Verse number 5, we see in verse 4, he judged the angels in verse 5. And he spared not the old world, the old world. Uh, we know as in, in studying in the book of Genesis, we know that the world was corrupt. The world was wicked. It was ultra, ultra violent. Every thought and imagination in the hearts of men was wickedness. And God decided to destroy the earth. God's going to wipe them out. God's going to destroy it with the flood. We're not going to go into every detail about that, but let's read this. According to Genesis 6-3, it indicates that God waited 120 years before he sent the flood. And all during that time, Noah ministered as a herald of God's righteousness. If you want to read a description of the world before the flood, read Romans 1-18. Gentile civilization had become so corrupt that it was necessary for God to wipe the earth clean. He saved only eight people, Noah and his family, because they had faith in God. But nobody believed Noah. How would you like to be that pastor? I mean, the only one, the only ones that believed was your own family. Service after service, week after week, month after month, year after year, nobody would believe your message. Listen, Jesus made it clear that people were enjoying their normal lives. Uh, they lived every day uh, 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 and living it up to the very day that Noah and his family entered the ark. No doubt there were plenty, or uh, excuse me, plenty of experts who laughed at Noah and assured the people that a rainstorm was out of question. See, it never rained before. It never rained. Had anybody ever seen one? The apostates in Peter's day used the same arguments to prove that the day of the Lord would not come. When you compare our world with Noah's world, there's some frightening parallels. The population was multiplying. The world was filled with wickedness. Violence was everywhere. Lawlessness abounded. True believers were in a minority, and nobody paid attention to them. But the flood came, and the entire population of the world was destroyed. Underline this. God does indeed judge those who reject his truth. That's the point. That's the point. All right? Then we see in verse number 6. He judged, he judged the angels that sinned. He judged the old world who rejected him and rebelled against him. And then in verse number 6, he judged Sodom and Gomorrah. It says he turned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow. So write that in your notes, the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. The record is given in Genesis 18 and 19. God's opinion of the people of these cities is found in Genesis 13, 13. He says, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Peter said they were ungodly. Jude said they were given to fornication and going after strange flesh. 
uh, the men of Sodom practiced filthy behavior and unlawful deeds. In spite of Abraham's intercessory prayer and Lot's last-minute warning, the people of Sodom perished in fire and brimstone. And again, up to the very minute that Lot left the city, the people were confident that everything was safe. But then fire fell. God did not spare them, nor will he spare sinners today who willfully reject his truth and deny his son. Are y'all with me? Now, having cited these three examples of certain judgment, Peter then applied the lesson to the subject at hand. The false teachers, uh, which is the whole point of the letter, uh, God reserved the unjust for special punishment on the day of judgment. The false teachers may seem successful for many follow them, but in the end they will be condemned. Their judgment is being prepared now, and what is prepared will be reserved and applied to the last day. What's the point? Don't get discouraged when you see wicked people prosper. David, there's, there is a great chapter, there is a great chapter in Psalms that says, my feet had well nigh slipped. In other words, he said, I was almost a goner. When I looked at the wicked and they prospered, when I looked at the evil and it seemed like everything went right in their life, when I looked at all these people who were living ungodly and wicked lives and everything went right for them and everything went good for them, and here I am doing my best, here I am serving God, here I am honoring the Lord, and everything I touch falls apart. Everything I try seems to fail. It seems like everything goes wrong for the good, and I was just about ready to quit. Until, until I went into the house of the Lord. He said, until I learned of their end. Ladies and gentlemen, the wicked are seeming to prosper now. They seem to have the wealth now. They seem to have everything in charge now. But ladies and gentlemen, there is coming a great judgment day. There is coming a day when those who have suffered, when those who have sacrificed, when those who have followed the Lord, when those who have given their life over to Christ one day, it might be bad now, it might be difficult now, it might be hard now, it might be suffering now, but there is a great glorious day where we will be rewarded for what we have done for Christ. We will walk on a street of gold. We will see a wall of jasper we will see gates of pearl we will have a place in hallelujah boulevard somebody say amen it's coming don't quit don't give up don't throw in the towel don't don't hey and by the way don't be envious of them people it's easy to do that like, man look at that doggone now 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 don't act like y'all super spiritual and y'all ain't never done this come on how I many y'all know that what David was talking about? And Peter's saying, look, don't worry about them. I know they look successful right now. I know many are following them right now. I know they're filling up stadiums right now. But I promise you this, judgment's coming. It's coming. Are y'all with me? Say amen. For, ha, 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 we're going to hurry. Uh, uh. Yeah. All right. I I, got to give you this one. I got to give you this. Just because there's two things he's doing here. There's two things he's doing. He's showing you what's going to happen to the wicked, but he's showing you also what God will do for the righteous. 
Because see, there's two things going on here. Let me just give you the abbreviated version. <laughs> read it when you get home, okay? Read, do me that favor. Read it when you get home, and I'm just going to abbreviated version. We got to live around wickedness. You see two people he talks about that he delivered, that he rescued, if you will, Noah and Lot. And they're two different people. They're two different types of Christians. Noah was godly, righteous, stable. I mean, he was a rock, if you will. I mean, you got you to think about this. This dude's preaching, oh, about I mean, probably less than 100 years. I know there was a time that God said, okay, they got 120 years in the floods coming. But I think, I think God uh, uh, called him a little bit after that. So I'm not saying I, I, it might be between six. Let's just say between 60 to 100 years. If it was six years, six weeks without no converts is bad enough. Say amen. But he stayed faithful. He kept hammering. He kept cutting. He kept building. He kept placing. He kept preaching. He was a preacher of righteousness year after year after year after year. And God not only, not only protected him from the judgment to come, God protected him from the sin and pollution around him. I mean, you got to think of this. You can't let your kid go play with nobody. You couldn't go have dinner with another family. They were all wicked. So for all of that time, God kept him unpolluted, if you will. God can deliver his own. Y'all with me? And so we see that illustration. We see that illustration of, 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 of Noah and God keeping him safe, not only from the pollution and wickedness around him, but when the judgment came, he kept him safe from the judgment that was, was to come. But then we see Lot. Lot's a different bird. And we can't blame everything on Lot. Because I'm, I'm going to say this. I probably don't have time, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, you, can, you can blame a lot, a lot. Uh, don't you just love your preacher? You can blame a ton of stuff that happened a lot on Abraham. Number one, Abraham probably shouldn't have took Lot to begin with. God never told him to do that. But here he is, he's with him. Now watch what happens. He's following, he's walking with, Lot's walking with Abraham while Abraham's walking with God. What a great privilege. All right, but Abraham gets kind of sideways on God and he goes down to Egypt where he didn't belong. He belonged in Canaan. You remember? God called, excuse me, God called Abraham to Canaan. And go to Canaan, go to the place, all right, now this is the promised land, this is where God said to go, this is the will of God, and a famine come in. When the famine come in, he went down over here to Egypt. Egypt was the big city. Egypt was Vegas. Y'all with me? What happens in Vegas? Don't ever believe that. Y'all with me? So here's the bright lights of the city in Vegas. This is, and man, Lot said, whoa. You know, city boy going to Vegas, that's like, y'all with me? Well, Abraham gets right with God and leaves and goes back to where he belongs. But here's how Lot left Egypt. You know how I know that? 
Because when they both grew and prospered and they had to split up, Abraham said, pick whichever way you want to go. If you pick the right, I'll go to the left. If you pick the left, I'll go to the right. Just where, and he, he looked over to Sodom. And he saw the well-watered plains. And he saw the lights of the big city. And this is proof. The word of God says he went because it reminded him of Egypt. What does that mean? Abraham brought Lot out of Egypt, but he couldn't get Egypt out of Lot. And so here's this righteous man. The Bible calls him righteous, by the way. Don't, you can say what you want to, but God calls him a righteous man. In the midst of the most wicked immorality. But see, he's not the rock that Noah was. His, wit, his witness is very weak. He lost his, we know the story, he lost his children. Had four daughters. Two had married sodomite men and 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 they were lost in the fire he lost his wife coming out she was turned to a pillar of salt and his his other daughters were so depraved they didn't even think there was any other men on the planet and y'all know what happened with that debauchery so here he is in the midst of all this wickedness and even though god had to drag him out of sodom God delivered him. Now, God may carry you out in the ark, or he may carry you out by the hair of your head. But he has a way of delivering his people. Now, that was a rough version. I go into more detail. Study it. You need to understand that we can live right amongst false teachers. We can know the truth. You see, in the, in the latter part of this chapter... In the latter part of this chapter, you're going to find that those false teachers, this is, this is how they get people. They promise freedom. They promise freedom. Why, why don't they like going to good Bible teaching fundamental church? Oh, y'all a bunch of legalists, and y'all, you, you preach against this. You preach against. We love liberty and freedom, and guess what? All it led to was bondage. And, and, and we'll talk about that next week. Read, read verses 10 Read verses 10 through uh, uh, 22. Read verses 10 through 22, and we will, we will cover uh, some more details. Really good stuff, man, especially toward the end of this chapter. is really, really good. So uh, uh, help me with that. Y'all uh, 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 with me? Say amen. amen. Now listen, don't forget. Don't forget your homework. Don't forget your homework. Psalm 119. Say that with me. Say it again. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is forever settled in heaven. How many of y'all have read that this week? I hope so, because you read Psalm 119, you did, amen. <laughs> or either you ain't got there yet, but it's in there, amen. How, how will a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed. Until, how many of y'all have seen the different, the different uh, descriptions of, of Scripture in that, that precepts, judgments, uh, commandments, Amen. All these, it's, it's great. I'm, we got to dismiss. Uh, what chapter? All right, all right. Father, thank you for an opportunity to share your word. Thank you for the truth that just...